gentlemen we are back for another edition of phly union podcast we had a signing we have signings throughout the league as well matches to talk about welcome on in everybody of course i'm one of your hosts jp zapata join as always with the lovely renee washington renee it's a little jury here today in the philadelphia area i know the fan base for the union may not be so optimistic here today but we're gonna have some fun that's the most important part here on phli union it's sad i, I didn't remember <laughs> what the weather was like outside it looks like <laughs> it feels it. like it's been i'm not gonna lie when you said it was jury i'm like is it because i don't remember um i've been inside for for the day guys if you haven't realized that listen it's it's tuesday, it's tuesday. um we've got news so Okay, uh, you know what? Small wins, small small things. It's a small thing. PHLY Union goes up <laughs> on a Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it should it should be interesting. I, I know the fan base right now is not the happiest either, Renee. But um, I'm gonna do the job of trying to bring some optimism here today. And I know everyone wants okay. to hear your your opinions as well. You're the optimism the conductor. I try. I, I try. Like you are you're single handedly leading that train of optimism. The train is under maintenance because we're getting ready for the season. <laughs> so once the season's all people swing with the optimism train. Yeah, I was in, I was very intrigued by the fact that there were a lot of people talking on your tweets more than anything about Thank you guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, that. some great some great yeah, conversation happening, that. great chats happening on Twitter that you were having about the signing of Marcus Anderson. Um, listen, it's it's a weird time for Union fans right now. It's a very weird time, but we at least got a signing. Yeah. So let's let's start there, JP, sure. because at least there's something. The, the Union <laughs> are doing something. That's more than I can say about other teams, <laughs> Phillies. <laughs> Um, I thought that. Yeah. I Okay. Take us away with Marcus. Yeah. So ladies ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Philadelphia. Marcus Anderson. He is a 21-year-old. We'll call him an attacker. (laughs) He's labeled as a winger on transfer market. Seems like that is his position of choice. But obviously for union sakes, we will call him an attacker. So bear with me. He's coming from third division, the Spanish Soccer Federation, CF Club de Fútbol, Rayo, Mada Honda. That's what I'm going to go with. So if anyone has a pronunciation, we definitely would appreciate that. But Maha, Maha Honda. So Marcus signs here to a three. Well, it's a two year deal with an option for a third year. So pretty much through 2028, we're, we're talking about Marcus Anderson. Um, obviously, it's an interesting one tidbit to note here is that it looks like he was looked at by the Real Madrid, um, mm-hmm. their their youth development camp, the, the, the Castilla uh, that was they would actually looked at Marcus Anderson. Uh, so that's definitely something to know. He is American, born in Brooklyn. Uh, he's American with the Ni- uh, of Nigerian descent as well. So obviously it's big because he's got an American passport. We all know the horrors of visas with the Philadelphia Union. So you don't have to worry about that as well. Now, according to Transfer Market as well, this is from Transfer Market. It was a free transfer. We so like free. We don't have the official reporting here, but if you guys want to bank on Transfer Market, be our guest. 
But so that was the signing. So Renee, let's 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 knock the elephant out of the room here. I mean, obviously a lot of us have already watched the YouTube clips on, and a lot of us know a lot about Rayo <laughs> Ma Ma Mahada Honda or Marcus Anderson as well. But if you're a Union fan, you see this news pop up in your Twitter feed. You go onto Wikipedia or whatnot. The first thing you're looking at is number one. This is a 21 year old kid. Number two, he's coming from the third division Spanish league, yeah. and so. Uh, let's let's be real like the the thought for all of us was like this is it like this is all we're not even getting a player from Villarreal or or Real Betis but Rayo not even Rayo Vallecano Rayo Mada Honda so that I'm good with that I'm getting I'm getting a little bit better now yeah, I'm yeah, I, I hear it <laughs> I was gonna go Mahada Honda <laughs> Matt Honda <laughs> Rayo but Matt I was Honda. like that that was extremely American version because it does have the word Honda at the end of it right but, so if I was gonna Maha go extremely American Maha I would go Mahada Honda because yeah. I feel like it's got a cool ring to it but I like Mahada Honda. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Real Mahada Honda. Okay. Okay, JP. I see what you're doing there. So now, this go is ahead. the concern. This is the concern is that, well, not a lot of people know the player, not a lot of people know the league, and obviously this fan base is just a little bit fatigued after last year. So I will not make fun of Real Mahada Hondo's, Mahanda's name because Sheffield Wednesday came after us when I made fun <laughs> of them. I uh, love the fact that our show got across the pond. I, it was great to see different. You know, people from the UK talking about our show, but I don't want to make that same mistake twice in disrespect. I will just say I have not heard of Rayo Mahada Honda. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in their team or in their club and what they've done in the Spanish third division. <laughs> but I, I do think for Marcus Anderson, who uh, as a 20 year old, also born in the United States, doesn't occupy an international s roster spot check i like that yeah also um as you mentioned don't have to worry about any paperwork in issues mm -hmm. check three-year contract with a club option for 2027-28 on a free transfer check 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 that you get three years and you get free 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 anything free i like it um now i know the concern as you touched on jp is okay the union make another signing and it's another under 21 year old, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at the list of the different names that we've heard, Sanders Nagabo, Isaiah LaFleur, uh, Jaime Bedesio, Marcus Anderson, none of these names are jumping off the paper for you. Even in the super draft, uh, those that stayed and did not go back to college, same thing. Mm -hmm. But as we talked about, I think what it comes down to is these are all potential pieces. These are also all depth pieces. And I know Ernst Tanner was talking about Marcus's ability before we even deep dive into it a little bit more, saying that Marcus is, it's it's funny to me, he starts it off with Marcus, who holds U.S. citizenship. Let's just throw he that out that there first. He thought that was important, too. Yeah, he led with that. He literally <laughs> led with that. Is a very physical and quick striker. After initially playing in the fifth division in Spain, he was able to quickly progress to the third division, where, he was, where he's been performing well at a very young age. He's another great example of how a our scouting department is at identifying talent and we look forward to integrating him as quickly as possible with the team. So I did like the progress piece. Moving from the fifth division to the third division in a short period is impressive, especially at 20 years old, mm -hmm. um, because as I was just talking about ironically with Tyler before the show, at that age, you still physically have so much growing to do. Yeah. You know, you're still 20 used to seem old back when we were 20. But now when I look back at, at these kids these days, 
Oh my God. And I look yeah. at the, like 19, 20 years old, you are still a baby. You still yeah. have so much maturing to do, growing to do, learning to do, your body, you're growing into your body. So for Marcus Anderson, uh, who's got a, a, a good size, good frame, mm-hmm. um, I even imagine part of it is just him figuring out physically how to how to use his speed how to use his strength how to be physical how to balance that so the progression in such a short time is encouraging and then also i'm i'm am always interested in potential mm-hmm. i don't love potential because none of it's guaranteed right. but it's another potential piece at a low price uh that you can see how you can develop with time essentially that's what this comes down to yeah so here's kind of where I'm at with this, with the signing here. So there's, there's a question, two questions here that I have to ask here. So Mm -hmm. just kind of like, I'm trying to understand the thought process of Marcus Anderson and just the signings in general, because it feels like these are the same type of signings that we have done since Ernst has arrived here. You're finding diamonds in the rough, younger, you bring in development and you're bringing into for the team chemistry. And you're seeing here one of the best starting 11s in the MLS and with based off of this, this, this framework that you've done here. So So as we move into 2024, based off these type of signings, is the quality of the MLS actually getting better? Because that's what we've been hearing. And if you Mm. watch, yes, it does look like it's getting better. But in the grand grand scale, worldwide look at it, is the MLS actually improving? Uh, Number two here, with the league spending more money, does Ernst get more money as well to spend as well? Because the union obviously are bringing in more money. I mean, they're playing in all these tournaments. They mm-hmm. just finished third in the League's Cup. They're they're selling off players. So there is some type of money here. Right. But we're still getting the same type of signings, even at the depth pieces. And yeah, so exactly. one has to wonder that as well. Is Ernst still getting the same type of budget for these offseasons? Now, we talked about it, Renee. We mm-hmm. didn't necessarily need starting 11 talent. It would have been nice to add that on for sure. Mm-hmm. But the starting 11, for the most part, was set in stone. But like Jim has talked about, as recently as the Flamenco game, when you mm-hmm. look at the teams and the amount of money that their whole entire salary uh, or their salary cap does, does have there, it's a lot of money. And we're not putting in as nearly as much money there as well. So I, I understand the con- the concerns that the fan base does have, mm-hmm. because when you're looking around the league and you're sitting there with getting Javier Berdicio, no disrespect to these players, and Marcus Anderson, you're sitting there wondering, like, what? wait, where? when is our time to get these type of players and, that, and that, those yeah. type of big names? So that I do understand. It is tough, though, to kill this team for this type of model because, yes, it has worked. We have found players like this. Just don't look at it last offseason, but in general – Ernst has hit more than he has missed. So just to kind of calm down the fan base, it's unfortunately another wait-and-see type of situation. It definitely is. But like I've discussed, if they're going to spend money, it's going to be in the attack. Because Gaza, Carranza, and Ua, those are hard players to replace. And typically, the union don't find those players, especially when they're trying to union ball it. So when those players do go, which we've talked about, Carranza could be gone soon, which we'll talk about later as well. Gazak has been linked to Sheffield Wednesday. Ua... The clock is 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 ringing on him as well, so mm. we'll we'll have to wait and see. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, you bring up some great points. Uh, the, a lot of people are hitting the panic button because, and myself, I'm I'm not panicking. I think I'm just more frustrated because I find myself saying the same thing for the Phillies as I do the Union every day of us all just kind of <laughs> waiting for that piece. Yep. The piece to me is exactly as you mentioned. Not someone that's going to come in. I don't need to see the Union spend. $2 million. I don't need to see them bring in, you know, uh, Premier League, Champions League, top players or anything like that. But I would like them to bring in somebody that's probably 
Honestly, if I'm going to be extremely specific, I I feel like you okay. got to you got to put out there exactly what you're looking for. <laughs> Manifest it. Don't don't leave them for error. Yeah. Somebody that's aged like 23 to 30. Okay. Nice wide range there. Seven years. 23 yeah. to 30. Maybe 31, 32. But most likely 23 to 30. That is playing in any, whatever, whatever league that may be, whether it's in the MLS or internationally, playing at a high level that's comparable to the union. Mm-hmm. And someone that is a key contributor. Contributor doesn't have to be you're scoring 40 goals. Yeah. Contributor can be you start. You play... 90 minutes some games some games you might play 75 um you're you're adding something offensively because i do agree it's an offensive piece that's needed yeah getting assists getting corners helping to set up plays whatever that may look like just give something that is of impact now i i think the union absolutely also needed to add those young pieces because they do need depth that's something we talked about last uh for last season as a struggle that down the stretch with all the games they had you were relying on the same five backs, four midfielders, maybe five midfielders, depending on if Jose was healthy or Jesus Bruno was healthy, and the same two or three attackers, forwards, in that sense. So your attack in general for forwards and mids needed, needs more. So why not try to have these young pieces that you think can pan out to be someone that is, you know, a, a going to be able to in the next two three years be a, a major cog in the wheel like how nate harrell and jack mcglynn are now yeah but you still also need somebody now you can't wait and you can't in my opinion i think what's also frustrating is this team with having so much talent that they already have knowing that the daniel Gazdogs and julia carranzas are getting offers from others and i know we'll talk about that more why jeopardize losing more in this time when you can instead focus on let's keep the pieces that we have yeah. make sure they're happy make sure they're even gym from gym all the way through make sure everybody's happy make sure everybody's feeling like okay we're moving in the right direction and add to that versus jeopardizing if you're not willing to pay and bring players in maybe someone getting frustrated of you know what i don't want to run it back with the same roster because i don't i want to be in a team that's closer to winning a championship i'm going to go to a club in Europe. Yeah. So I think that's also what's frustrating me because I feel like it's a, it'll be a missed opportunity if you allow this roster, which has so much talent. You've got a, a wide range of youth and, you know, players stepping up and, and veterans. Capitalize on that. Put together some sort of a move that allows them to be closer to winning now versus the same season that we had in 2023. And now you're going to have some really frustrated – forget just the fans – you're going to have some frustrated players. You're going to have some frustrated coaches if yeah. you run it back and have the same type of year in 2024. Yeah, no, you, you hit on some important points there. And if you guys are watching live, thank you so much. Hit that like button. Throw those comments in there as well. But the fact that this team has kept the core intact, I mean, the clock is ticking now. I mean, more pressure mm-hmm. has been added on because now we're talking about another year you're running with this group here. And so, like, I guess that does beg the question. So if the clock is ticking on these guys – I don't want to. I don't want to kill the quality of these players because we just yeah. generally don't know. But wouldn't you possibly find maybe more? I guess more expensive, more lucrative type of talents. It, it can still be young. They are out there. But like you know, we just discussed. If it's true that they got them on a free transfer, you're thinking to yourself, well, you're, you're just you're just trying to save some money and hopefully this kid can be a good player and then eventually down the line he helps you win some games. Now you can mm-hmm. sell them off in the future. So like. I guess the question a lot of fans are having, like, if we're just looking for depth pieces, shouldn't we still be spending more money if this is it for this team? 
Oof. I mean, I guess what it comes down to is depth doesn't have to... To me, when I think of a depth piece, I don't think of a potential piece. So while, yes, I feel like these players that they've signed for free or in some cases just very low um, amounts, those are those future p- pieces. Those are the, the, the players that are more of like your prospects that two, three years from now can possibly, maybe, will be all the hypotheticals because we don't know for sure, um, a good player. Mm-hmm. A depth piece to me is someone like an Ali Badoya. Or, you know, a, a guy that you're going to sign for a one-year deal, two-year deal, um, even could be a three-, four-year deal with the expectation they're going to be a role player, they're going to be someone that's in the mix for starting, but more likely someone coming off the bench. But if needed to start, it's not a huge drop-off. That, to me, is the depth piece that the union need. And I feel like they are misunderstanding depth versus just bodies. I'm not saying just go out and get bodies. I mean, we're, there's three of us in this room that could suit up. If you're willing <laughs> to pay. For yeah. <laughs> Listen, they're not playing either. I don't see them suiting up for an MLS game. If you're willing to pay someone to just be on the field uh, in training, I could be a, a practice cone. I could be a tom-tom. Um, do you know what tom-toms are? No, what are tom-toms? Do you know what tom-toms are? They have no. different names. So Tom Toms are those practice dummies. They're like shaped like a whole person. Oh, for like free kick. And you work on them for yeah, oh, free gotcha. kicks. Okay. Or like we would do passing patterns or we'd have Tom Tom stationed around and you're trying to like work on spinning off the defender. They're literally they're literally um I don't know. Some people call them something different, but they have a whole weighted bottom, like legs and a fake little body, and they just kind of stand there <laughs> with a shape of a head. And now, when you're working on your corner kicks or set pieces, you don't want to hit the tom tom. I could be the okay. tom tom. I could even be that. I wouldn't you know? really got this name. You're you just gonna stand there and like arms at your side. The arms you are out. You can't move. move. Damn, Tyler, quit <laughs> being such a tom, man. <laughs> I would be a tom tom. Listen. That's basically what they're bringing in for some of these players. Um, Just in in all seriousness, you want to bring in players that are going to add to the the practice environment, not be a tom-tom, but someone that's going to add to the practice environment, that's going to help raise the bar, Mm -hmm. that's going to push your starters, that, hey, I'm coming for your job if you don't get it together, and that eventually and hopefully can be able to to get and earn playing time. So don't hire us. Don't bring us in. Although, (laughs) you know, the offer still stands. I I saw I saw you at Media Day, the clips of you and Tyler, I haven't seen you, but I saw you out there juggling. To me that was enough. (laughs) I saw enough footage of you. My best days are well behind me. And I don't even know if they were the best days. They're just the not worst (laughs) days. days. So whoever watches games here with us at PHLY Studios, (laughs) um, so they will know that I have ADHD, the worst part of it um and so when i'm watching games here so like right now i'm obviously <laughs> watching a lot of flyers games here i'll i have to have the ball on my feet like i don't know if it's a nervous tick or something but like i have this ball on my feet i'm juggling it i'm like kicking against the wall like practicing yep, like yep getting a whole session in <laughs> getting a whole so maybe, practice in. maybe renee maybe renee is is right about something but I'm going to tell you something that we are also right about as well, and that is our sponsor here today, Bagels & Co. It is the best place, ladies and gentlemen, to get your bagels here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. Brooklyn-style bagels made here in Philadelphia. They have also the biggest bagels in Philly as well, ladies and gentlemen. You talk about small prices these days. I'm sorry. Big, large prices with small portions will not bagels and co. Not only do they have the biggest bagels, but they also are the most affordable as well. And with a large variety, they have 15 to 20 types to choose from daily. 
And then we also have seasonal bagels as well. We had the Christmas bagel not too long ago. Definitely, they, they had the Christmas bagel not too long ago. Definitely check that out. They also have the largest cream cheese selection as well. So guys, I mean, it, just plain cream cheese is not going to cut it anymore. So definitely check out the three, 30 different flavors they have for cream cheeses, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, right now, head on over to ba the www.thebagelsandco.com. Find the store, your store, local store as well, and make sure you, to let them know that PHLY sent you. So thank you to our sponsor here today, Bagels & Co. All right. Well, while we're talking about uh, spots you can get your finances saved and, and save big, you can also make sure to take advantage of your finances for house planning. And that's yeah. at Mortgage CS. So Mortgage CS, which stands for Concierge Service, focused on being a white glove service right here in Philadelphia, where they give full control of the lenders they work with. They provide 24-7 customer service, and they're an independent mortgage broker. Now, the great thing about Mortgage CS that I enjoyed from learning about them myself and having conversations with them is they're very focused on educating and empowering their clients. They want to make sure that they can help their clients obtain ultra competitive rates and that way they can make sure they're providing exceptional customer service and really trying to take the stress off of the whole house buying process the market out here for houses whether you're renting buying whatever selling a, an arm a leg to try to get into it it's <laughs> difficult so with mortgage cs they have lots of easy tools that make the mortgage process more approachable they try to simplify things as much as they possibly can and they really want to make sure that when you hear the word mortgage you think of mortgage cs you think of ben and alec ben their ceo Want you guys to know you can also even just reach out 24 7 call text email whatever just to chop it up you want to chat about uh your favorite spots to go hang out and watch games you want to talk about your frustrations with the weather or where you want to go vacation talk to ben so ben has even given you a chance to reach out to him directly his phone number 267-391-7425 you can reach out via email at ben at mortgagecs.com Call, text, email, any time of day, any questions you have, mortgage-related, house-buying-related, even sports-related, food-related, vacation, clothes, whatever it is, reach out and, and chat with them. So you can check out MortgageCS.com slash P-H-L-Y to be able to get started today. Because again, at Mortgage Concierge Service, a.k.a. Mortgage CS, they do a fantastic job connecting with you and helping to connect you with your future home. So this ad... Oh, that's a great line, actually. Wow. I'm gonna just, <laughs> this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company M NMLS ID number 1464766. And you can visit MortgageCS.com for more information. I feel like I just dropped a slight bar there. Hey. Connect you, connect with you, <laughs> and connect you with your future home. Okay. Burr, 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 okay. Burr. <laughs> one, one more point about done. Marcus Anderson, though, because I, we've talked about a lot of frustrations because of the signing and the amount of money and quality player. But the fit on the team. Um, right, right. Like a lot of us did. We went straight to YouTube because, you know, Marcus Anderson. Yeah, Marcus Anderson's not a household name, right, unfortunately. So watching him play, it is obvious that he's very comfortable as a winger. He played a lot as a winger in Spain mm -hmm. from a lot of the highlights that we watch. And as we all know, we don't really run with wingers. But it did, I did feel like I, I saw a lot of Quinn Sullivan out there. Mm. Um, so keep in mind, he's 5'10", 170 pounds, and he still has room to grow with his body here. And so he's big, he's physical, he's got speed, and that's something that Ernst did mention as well, his physicality and his speed as a striker here and when talking about uh, Marcus as a player. But it's going to be interesting how they're going to fit another player who 
typically, I, I just wouldn't, I don't, just what we saw off of small clips doesn't really fit the union system. You have Joaquin Torres, that kind of fits that as well, Quinn, Quinn Sullivan too. So it begs the question, Renee, will we finally get to see maybe some wingers in this format? Maybe like a, like, you know, second half, a little change up, a 4-3-3, mm. a 4-2-3-1. I, 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 listen, I understand what we try to do. I understand why we play the two forwards. It is kind of... Uh, a progressive here for the union. A lot of teams are now following in suit in the MLS with a two forward system, but mm -hmm. there is a part of me that would like to see some of these players play in a system like the 4-3-3 with that freedom out there. You could still have pressing implements in there, yeah. but it, I, it does raise the question, like, could we see maybe some wingers here? Yeah, and I, I mean, first things first, I do want to see him play. I know Dan in the chat, and what's up, Dan? What's up, nice Dan? to have you here. Um, is talking about the anger to this signing is crazy because we <laughs> haven't even seen Marcus play yet. And yet people are already, you know, as, as you and I talked about and as we've seen, already just showing so much frustration with this signing. And look, Marcus has had um, he's had some some interesting experience. So in 2023, he made 18 appearances, 14 of those starts. He scored three goals. This was with uh, CF Rio Maha da Honda hey. uh, made his <laughs> debut in April of 2023. And then uh, he also in Spain or I should say in Manhattan, huge difference, um, started his youth career right. with the Manhattan Kickers, as we talked about being from New York, uh, played with them. Then prior to joining uh, CF Rayo, he played for the U19 team before joining Club Deportiva Basico, uh, Para Cuellos Antamira in the, test, in the third division, I should say or fifth division, Tercera Federacion. Hey. So in that, he scored 10 goals, had four assists, and 29 appearances, 20 starts. Listen, I don't think any of his stats jump off the page at you, mm -hmm. and I don't I, I expect him to come in and be, you know, the goal scorer that's going to change things for the union. But exactly as you mentioned, there's need for changes in how they look and how they play and their formation to, to solidify at least what their best formation is. It's okay to have flexibility that if needed you can flip into a three back or you know twin strikers but I would love for the union to find their best formation I I like the 4-3-3 I think it's a great formation that allows you to have especially for your midfielders space and movement I just don't know if they have the midfield personality for it Possibly, and yeah. your three front can't be you know straight running three front they've got to be able to interchange and make runs across and overlap and just and be more dynamic so real quick to that point that's on jim then and that is on jim, jim that's not about say, the signings you have the exactly freedom. you have to you have to instill in your team regardless what formation they're playing that free-flowing movement to make dynamic runs off the ball so i i think to have youth to me is also you're trying to shake things up a little bit these are young players they're hungry as you're talking about dan we've never seen the major signing we've never seen the union make spend a lot of money i agree so to bring in these young pieces, I'm thinking the expectation is bring in more, more guys that are going to at least work their butts off, compete, make preseason challenging, um, work for everything. I know Julian Carranza was even talking last week, I think it was last week, about how he's impressed with how the youngsters have been working so hard. Mm. You know, There's that, a lot of them now. You have these players, like as much as we like, let's take a step back. As much as we like the big name signings, and I'm one of them, when you have these young players that are getting their first opportunities and their first taste at a chance to play with a team like the Union, they're coming in humble, yeah. grateful, excited to be there, working hard. They're probably showing up early. They're probably the ones that are shaking the coach's hands after. Like, I remember what that was like as a player. They kind of check you in a bit because, like, whoa, wait a minute. 
here I am, the, the old dog. I'm getting a little bit complacent where I just show up, you know, stra- strolling in there any time of day, practice and leave. They're the ones that are doing extra before, doing extra after. They, right. they work, they go the extra mile. They're touching the line with their fingertips instead of just their toes. Like that might honestly be needed that this team needs to shake things up because their culture and identity needs to be kind of woken up that you need to put the, you need to put the work in. And so from that standpoint, I don't mind some of these young players because they're going to be excited and thrilled to be there. And at times, as we talked about, the union did not have that same hunger. And then on the other side, in terms of tactics, as you mentioned, why not bring in some players that can be versatile? Maybe someone like Marcus don't think it'll happen as soon as the next weeks and opening day, but maybe down the line, Marcus can be a piece that allows you to, to have different options. He can play out wide in the three front for forwards. He can maybe be a twin striker. You know, it gives you that flexibility and that, uh, honestly, uh, just changes that you need in how you're tactically lining up and how you're playing. So now I'm kind of talking myself into a little bit, <laughs> to be honest. Like, bring in four, five, six new faces, new blood, hungry, excited to be there, shake things up a bit for the Julians and the Daniels. Even uh, Quinn already has that. I think Ty, uh, when he gets healthy, has that. Um, Joaquin Torres has that. Bring in those young, those young pups that are really just happy to be there and going to challenge everybody, no matter what age you are, how much money you're making, that are just ready to show, show what they can do. Bernie's so I think I'm not to myself. <laughs> Ray's about to cop the Marcus Anderson kid. I like it. I, you know what? The more I'm talking it out loud, I kind of get it a little bit. Um, I, I, I've been there, and I do feel like you sometimes need those rookies that are going to come in and just challenge everybody. And this team needs to be challenged, starting in practice, not just in games. Um, but what's up, Jillian Elijah? I know what's going on my soapbox here. On? But what's Jillian, on, you're saying guys? the same thing. I'm not judging until we see how Marcus fits in. Uh, there's definitely frustrations. We're all frustrated for sure. Um, and Elijah, you're saying the club is doomed if they won't spend money. Yeah, ultimately. Uh, but I think I just convinced myself of at least one thing that these young additions that are not expensive can bring just to shake up the culture. Yeah, I, I, so for me, like the reason why I bring that up is because like those, those players that I mentioned. I don't even know Marcus, if I answered your question, by the way, but <laughs> here we are. But like Marcus, Joaquin, <laughs> and Quinn, I want to put them in the best because I think they can genuinely help us. Like I mm. think those guys can give you, a, well, I, I shouldn't say Marcus, we'll find out. But Quinn and Joaquin especially. Yes. Those guys, I genuinely believe that they can give you something coming off the bench, but I don't think coming off the bench to a 4-2-3-1 or a 3-5-2 is going to get the most out of them. So that's why I throw that out there, possibly throwing some different tactics, because like we talked about in the last episode, like even in 2019, like that, that threw teams off so much when yeah. you're pressing, 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 and you're tired. And now in the second half, El is killing you with his elasticos. Like that's something this team really hasn't had. I mean, Corey Burke was that like that was a change of pace that was something different and that led us to an mls cup final appearance so i I would love to find a way i think the super subs are on this team but if you don't put these guys in the right position i mean what what exactly are we doing and to dan's point right there about the dps yeah we're not spending messy money on a dp and i get that but what i will say now and i want to shout out silver ray from twitter because we had this great discussion on twitter renee we're not spending huge money on dps but if you look at the dps they're producing more than any of the deeps, more than any DPs are. If you consider the amount that you're spending on our DPs, the production these DPs are giving mm-hmm. you, that is definitely, and that's something to kind of look at there. And like, the point is like, I know we all want the union to spend more money because we want bigger players here, but Ernst is spending money the smart way. 
We could be Chicago. Hmm. We could spend a ridiculous amount for Shakiri for him to just relax and enjoy his Chicago steak on the on the river. Like we, that could be Philly, but that that's not Philly. So I think at some point, like we do have to find a way to get in the middle, like between bargain buying and spending big money on big players. Yeah, as you mentioned, Ua and Gazdag, the two players that are DPS. Um, listen, I, we're not expecting the Union to spend any money. Uh, that's that's for sure. We're all in agreement on that. I do think one of the main reasons why we like Quinn Sullivan is he is that young, fiery, aggressive. Yeah, and 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 it makes you excited because it makes you wonder what's possible. He just goes out there, he works his tail off. I know we were talking about it before. I know Jillian, you were agreeing with us of how much we like Quinn, but you just need players that aren't. Like, you have one side of a Julian Carranza, Daniel Gazdag, Mikel Ua, who are getting these offers, and they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're talking through these offers and every season and every month and every week at this point, it's, will they still be here? Will they leave? You want somebody that's here. Yeah. And, and I don't want to hear, and I want to hear, there are teams interested because there's always going to be clubs interested, but they're not even they're not even considering leaving. Like they know they want to be in Philly. This is where they plan to be. This is home for them. This is where they want to win games and win hardware. They want to be here, and that it shows in how they play. And I'm not saying it doesn't for them, mm. but it really does for Quinn. Like you get the vibe that Quinn is just always happy to be out there, making the most of his minutes, ready to put do whatever he possibly can to help the team. Team first, selfless, and again, not saying they're selfish and the opposite of all those things, but they're kind of caught in between where yeah. you're like half in, half out, and you don't really know will I be here in six months or three months? Will I not? So I'm not saying any of these young signings are a Quinn Sullivan, but I think at least hearing that someone like Marcus has speed and good physicality and he's young, he's progressing at a good rate, makes me excited that maybe he can yeah. be a Quinn Sullivan. Maybe he can be a Joaquin Torres. I think Joaquin Torres, what I like about his game is he just tries things. He's not the most talented. He's not someone that's going to come out and every touch be perfect. Nobody is. But whenever you see him on the pitch, he's trying to make trying runs. To he's play. trying to make yeah. moves. He'll try to pull out a Maradona here and there. Like, why not? <laughs> I understand that you got to know what you're capable of. There's, there are limits to that. Don't get me wrong. But I, why not try something? You know, this is a, in this sport, in any sport, you're, you're missing every shot you're not taking. So mm -hmm. at least he's trying to, as cliche as that is, trying to do something different outside of the box. Whereas I feel like the union at times just gets stuck in pigeonholed. So, yeah. I don't and, know. and there's like this discussion, this discourse as well, I've been hearing about like the youth academy kind of being at a standstill. I mean, like, let's be real. We haven't had a really big signing from the youth academy since mm. Mark and Brandon back in 21. And I, I think it's important that you do mention that because although we're not selling players out like we were in 21, but the culture is being built with Quinn, mm -hmm. with Nate, with Jack. And those guys were important pieces of this team last year. And this year, they're going to be an important piece again. So as you're mentioning, keeping players here to try to win, I think that's what we're doing here. And as we move forward to that next class or the next era of young homegrowns, hopefully some of the players, the young players in this that we just signed here, also part of that too. But 
it's it, it's just a it, it's a constant rotation. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's like it's like a college program. Like you know, it why is, is Alabama is so successful? Well, now that Nick Saban's retired, we'll see. But before Nick Saban, and this past season wasn't that great <laughs> as a Bama fan. <laughs> before they retired, Nick Saban, they were constantly putting great class after great class. Um, so that's that has to continue going, and that's all about culture. And it's just teach. It's just passing it on, passing the torch down to the next generation. Mm-hmm. And you're hoping that Quinn and Jack and Nate can continue doing that because that's 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 also a p- key piece here. If we're going to continue growing like this, you're going to need to continue finding those homegrown players to help you produce and be a starting 11 type of player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, as you're talking about, we are getting closer to the start of the season, which means we're getting closer to game time. Hey. And so make sure you're taking advantage of the great deals at the game time app. So you can download the game time app on your phone. You can use code PHLY to be able to get a nice $20 off of your purchase. They already have great prices. They simplify the ticket buying process for you. They also give you a chance to be able to see where your tickets are located before you get there. So you know your view of the field, the court, the concert, the comedy show, whatever it is you're going to attend with the Game Time app. So again, check out Game Time app, download the app, use the code PHLY, get $20 off of your purchase. And then when you show up to that game, it makes it even that much better. You don't have to worry about printing out tickets. That's <laughs> such a thing of my childhood. Uh, or even looking for your tickets on your phone and having Wi-Fi issues, which definitely has happened to me on several occasions. <laughs> With the Game Time app, your tickets are right there on your phone, easy to scan, get you into your seats, get your treats, and have some fun. I'm just dropping these bars. <laughs> I don't even know who I am these days. All right. The last thing I want to say on this to Dan's question, I'll stop tooting my own horn. Toot toot. Is about the starting 11. Okay. I would love to see a 4-3-3 starting 11. The back four with Nate and Kai on the outside back. Jack and, uh, yes. <laughs> I almost said Jake. Jack and Jacob at center back. Of course, Andre's in goal. I don't think I need to say that. Um, midfield, Jose, Jesus, and Jack. And then up top can be Julian, Daniel, and Quinn. Oh, okay. And actually, I think because of the fact that the Union don't have a strong four midfielders until that signing that will happen, I think three in the midfield makes most sense. Mm. And then I don't know who's coming in for any of them. I guess it's Leon Flock when he's healthy. Um, but then up top, I wouldn't start Ua. Quinn Sullivan could also slide into the midfield. And maybe it was up top. You know, I've got some options there, but I think right now that's what I'm leaning on as the best 11. Um, but I still would love to have somebody that's, as I just was on the signings trail of like being so excited about the, the possibilities of a culture shakeup, I still would like to have one more flexible piece that can slot into the midfield or up top okay. to add as a true competitor for a starting spot. Okay. What I mean, to, to Dan's question, I mean, uh, the, I think the starting 11 is really strong. I mean, there's a reason why they've been to, what, two, two out of three past years been Eastern Conference Finals yeah. appearances. So it's still really strong. I mean, if you're looking to approve upon it, I mean, obviously the right side of the midfield is still a question. Is Hesu's going to be the starter there? Yeah, Possibly. he'd be a great off-the-bench piece again. Yeah, but, I mean, you could definitely f- probably find an improvement there since, Ali, we're probably looking at more of a bench piece here this year. I mean, I look throughout this, the rest of this team. I mean, Ua, I mean, we keep talking about it. We're waiting for him to kind of break out in the way we thought he would. That's a, definitely a position you can improve upon. But Ed Brujo is one of the best sixes in the league. You have two of the best center backs in the league. You have one of the best fullbacks in the league. You have the best goalkeeper in the league. Nathan Harriel just came off of a great season where he's probably going to continue improving upon this year. And more importantly, Dan, when this team is together, healthy, 
they're clicking on all cylinders. It's summertime in Chester, Pennsylvania. It is hard <laughs> to beat the Philadelphia Union. The main problems last year was going down the stretch. You've already played 50 games in the year altogether with all the, the competitions you've been playing. And Gazak seems to have lost gas. Carranza seems to have lost gas. Everyone seems to have lost gas. Mm -hmm. And that is where I'm, my main concern is. I'm not really worried about the starting 11. I'm more concerned once we get to September. What yeah. does this team look like? What does this team's health look like as well? And are you playing them every single match, every single minute Starting up to that them. point? They have to start every game. Yeah, because obviously you're not going to have much of Gazak again. And like we talked about, the excuses cannot be there this year because you have been prepared for that moment there. So I think the starting 11, is, I'm fine with the starting 11, the 4-4-2 diamond, Blake and goal, Wagner, Glasses, Elliott, um, not in Bison, we're Harriel now at the right back. The midfield diamond with, I'm going Jack at the left and Bruno at the, at the six. I'm starting with Jesus Bueno at the right, Gazak at the tip of the diamond. And then I'm, I'm still going with Ua and, and, and Carranza only because this is a big year for Ua. Ua has to come out and, and he has, honestly, like, I don't, I don't think like he needs to have like a 20 plus goal season. Like, I think a lot of us would like for that to happen. But it can't be that was like nine goals he scored last year. Yeah. It has to be closer to the 16 he scored back in 22. So that that to me is where I'm where I'm at with the starting 11. I know we're a little bit soured on it, but one together, it's really hard to break, beat this team. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. For one, two games, it's a great 11. It's the longevity of the season of now 58, 59 games that becomes a concern for the union. Um, something else that's, that broke this week, even though it's only Tuesday, we've gotten some news. On Tuesday. Brandon Craig, this is what helped make um, – well, honestly, this is mostly, in my opinion, it just helps for Brandon Craig, yeah. most importantly, because the union have final or in the process of inking the final parts of the deal. But Brandon Craig will be on loan uh, to El Paso Locomotive, which is the USL championship side. Um, you know, the with that at 19 years old, he should get some good minutes. You know, oh, Craig yeah. did not get. Uh, any minutes in the MLS with Austin. He got one MLS appearance total, and that was with the Union. Uh, even with the youth national team, he's been in and out. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen him get major minutes there. Mm -hmm. We all remember the reports of him possibly going to Everton, mm -hmm. which fell through. So now going to USL Championship side, El Paso Locomotive, uh, seems like the best option for him to be loaned there to have a chance to actually get some meaningful minutes and, and see what his career can be. I, I, I know there were... Um, all these questions about like what's the point of having him here and he didn't obviously play in the preseason games because of there there was all this expectation he was going to get moved and so finally he gets moved finally he's got a home and hopefully finally he gets to play because That's this big. Brandon Craig situation has been very odd to be honest mm -hmm. um and there's they don't need him like you have yeah you have Damian Lowe now who yeah. has, has been steady there um it'd be great to have another backup but Center back's a weird position that you don't really need. I'm just intrigued by, because we did sign... A a, another backup, by the way. Let me finish that sentence. Yeah. You do need a center back. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I wanted to throw this to you as well, because we did sign all the way through Makahanya last year with the under-22 initiative. And Brandon is younger than all the way through, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's 19, Brandon. So, like, do the union just don't see him in the same light now? Because if they went and signed all the way through knowing that Brandon could have been back at the end of the season, so that tells me 
set all the way through. In general, they could have found a better option for the future for Brandon Craig. Obviously, it's tough be for all the way through or Brandon because Lowe stepped up so big mm -hmm. last year to get minutes. But it is interesting, like the fact that yeah. they decided to go with all the way through over Brandon Craig. But I will say with, with this move, obviously it's big. He gets to go to a place where he should get consistent minutes, and that's the big part. He should. Uh, he, if you guys remember, last year we did loan off Cole Turner to mm -hmm. Locomotive. Didn't work out. Um, but it, we obviously have that connection, and the union in general lately seem to be more inclined with loaning out their players, which is definitely dope. I'm happy he didn't go to Everton because, yeah. as everyone knows, <laughs> it's a mess over there. They're having financial issues. Um, and then if the team does get relegated to the championship, which I think if they're safe right now, but if they do get relegated, playing in the championship, Renee, it is so tough. And for mm -hmm. a young player like that, I, I listen, I, I, could, I could be detrimental for their development. Um, so I'm glad he's going to Locomotive. USL's become such a much more viable option for development as the past couple of years have gone on. And so Definitely. as long as he gets consistent minutes, I think this is going to bode well for his future. And we'll see what, what happens to Brandon Craig. Yeah. And I think that's exactly it. You've got um, for center back, you already have Jack and, and Jacob. You've got Damian as a backup. You definitely also have Alawaitha, who's also 19, by the way. Okay. So you don't need five center backs. That's true. You don't. You don't need I mean, and especially center backs on a position you sub, you're really only pulling a center back if they're injured or if it's just, you know, load management, essentially, with them having so many minutes that you want to get Damian Lowe some meaningful minutes and slot him in. And, and Damian Lowe has proven, as we saw last year, he can be the starting center back and be just fine. And he got better as the season went on. So I'm comfortable with him as that third option. If you're going with three back or if you need to just start him in general at center back, that all the way through is that true backup number four piece. So uh, best of luck to Brandon Craig. I know uh, Tyler's got a nugget for us on Everton. The Toffees. Yeah, so uh, JP, they are currently sitting in 18th in the Premier League. So they would, if the season ended today, obviously long way to go. Uh, but if the season ended today, they would be relegated. Um, they currently are in a draw, uh, a nil-nil draw with Fulham at the 73rd minute. Ooh, um, live game updates. Yeah, yeah. And they are down. Uh, <laughs> so like I said, they're down one point in the standings. Um, but it's not looking good because it looks like they may be even further back. Um because is it Luton or Lutton? Luton, right? I think it's Luton. Luton Town yeah. is currently beating Brighton and Hope for nothing. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, see, like, even in a relegation battle, like, Brandon probably won't even play. He right. was not going to get any type of minutes. And we all, much like Dan is saying in the chat, we just want to see him get some consistent playing time. Doesn't have to be a 90 minute player, but. Be cool to play but for Lord, Everton. he's 19 years old and he's been bouncing around from spot to spot and looking for a home and hasn't played. Like that's it's such a and it's weird because he was like too good for the union too. They felt like he wasn't gonna get enough. He wasn't gonna get challenged enough. Austin was supposed to be the option. Didn't play there at all. Obviously hasn't played with the union. It's just time for him to go somewhere to be able to actually play and develop. At 19, you should not like your career is still there's still so much around. more. Yeah, you don't need to be bouncing around team to team. Um, so glad that he's finally yeah. found. Uh, which hopefully is a good home for him. Uh, as we talked about Julian Carranza, though. Okay. Talk about bouncing around. Hopefully he's not bouncing around anywhere else because there have been reports, as Jonathan Tannenwald uh, came out and spoke about, 
that Julian Carranza turned down offers from multiple teams in Europe that he doesn't want to go to, including Werder Bremen. Um, he said if the sort of team he does want to go to doesn't have significant money to pay for him, this could be awkward. That's what Tannenwald was saying. So um, there were other, I saw some other nuggets that like Werder Bremen wanted to sign Julian if Rafael Bore left, um, but he rejected the offer anyways. So still a candidate for um, moving. Also, uh, there's been some other players he's been, linked to replacing with uh, Werder as well, like Niklas Fulkrug. So teams are eyeing him. That we do know. There's absolutely a lot of anticipation of what's going to happen with Julian Carranza. Will it be him? Will it be Daniel Gazag? Will it be both? But I'm glad he's turning on offers. Um, I don't know what's being said or not being said in terms of, I want to be here. This is, I'm happy here. You know, I don't know the extent of all those details of what he's actually saying, mm -hmm. but turning them down is a good start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, it's crazy. Like you're telling me this because like now my national team and my club team are like crossroading here because Rafael Santos Borre, like, Renee, I've heard him compare to you named this the striker the forward in Colombia and like we've been waiting forever and he just hasn't been able to just jump like become the Falcao essentially. Mm -hmm. But it, it's funny that like he's like it's it's between Caranza or Santos Borre. But you know, I, I, it was interesting that we talked about before, like he did decline the Bundesliga. Like I would if I'm a player like Caranza, I would love to go to the Bundesliga because I think like it's such a great place to develop your game further. And I don't know if he's fully there yet as yeah. far as being a consistent like like what Tati Castellanos is doing right now in Europe is truly remarkable. He, he just like I'm going off track here, but this past weekend he's now <laughs> at Lazio. He's he almost scored a bicycle kick. But it got called off sides. Mm -hmm. And like everyone started, everyone was watching that. I was like, what? And this player played for MLS. So, like, that's what we're hoping for. Caranza goes there. He got grabs, you know, a bunch of eyes. We're like, wait, he came from MLS. That's kind of what we're, we're hoping for here for Caranza. But we'll, we'll wait and see. I think it's going to be a summertime thing, Renee. I think, I think yeah. he's, he's waiting for the best opportunity and also, too. He's very family oriented. Mm -hmm. So I think it's not only going to be a decision ah. for his for his soccer or his footballing, but also where his family would like to go to as well. Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, on the soccer side, you've got Werder Bremen, who is number nine currently in standings in the Bundesliga. They've got teams like Bayern and Dortmund ahead of them. Mm -hmm. um, but they're in the mix. You know, they're they're right there uh, versus some of the other teams that we saw, like a Sheffield Wednesday that was tied to Daniel Gazdag that was hitting towards the bottom three of their of the league. So, yeah, I think it would be a great opportunity. The Bundesliga is obviously a very high level. But as you mentioned, you wonder, and this is where I would love to have heard something. Like, I, I wish soccer was at a point where we had more transparency and we could have Julian Carranza in a press conference. Somebody asks him about it, and he says, you know, ultimately, I wanted to stay here for my fiancé, my my future i'm starting my family i love philly is home you know the, you get that opportunity in mm -hmm. other sports you get a chance to hear why and eventually we will you know eventually um if somebody asks him after like a game but i i just feel like it'd be great to have access i know as we talked about before in terms of preseason access but in general to have access where we can hear directly from them or even from a representative, it could be an agent, it could be one of the coaches that lets us know this is why Julian's turning down these offers. Just to hear he rejected these offers could be anything. It could be the offer wasn't big enough. It could also be he just is not interested in moving and wants to stay with the union. But at least sure. such a wide range of speculation and just wondering that I would love for them to kind of silence it. And as we know, they could give us the politically correct responses of like, 
at this time. This is what I feel like is best for me in my career. Rah, rah, rah. But at least we'd hear something. And now we just have to speculate and wonder why he rejected all these offers. If he really wants to leave, if he wants to stay, there's just too much. It's my brain can't handle all this. I'm with you. I want more drama. I want problems. Give me the drama. Give me, drama. Give me the details. I just want details and transparency. I want to be nosy. This is yeah. why. This is why we like to cover teams to know the inside of what's going on, and we don't know what's going on. Especially like, like I love that like dark. sports fans, especially like the male sports fans who say like I don't like reality TV. I don't like. It's I don't like gossip. Reality. Literally, that's what we watch all day. What do you think NBA free agency is? It's literally it is gossip. It's twenty-four-seven gossip. Um, <laughs> We're here for oh, the did you hear that so and so's rumored to Julian Carranza reportedly turned down these offers? How is that any different than oh, did you hear Jessica turned down these offers for a date from Miguel? Like it's the same thing. I, I literally came names. to you guys. The first thing I said to you guys when I came <laughs> in the office, like, do you guys see the ticket prices for opening day for the Phillies? Yeah. <laughs> like, we, this you is what we gossi- do. You're gossiping. I'm a gossiper. A little wow. cheese man. You look at you, cheese man. <laughs> look at you, reality TV gossiper. <laughs> but I, we can't gossip without the tea. Yeah. Where is the tea? I need Where to know more. I need more information. Why did Julian Carranza turn down these offers? How many were there? What teams were involved? Who was courting him? You know, when did they last reach out? How long ago was this? Did this happen like this morning? Did it happen like two days ago? I need the tea. Yeah, especially like last year, all that drama we had with Allie, before Kai's racial stuff, like the contract stuff, like all that type of stuff, we would just like to know a little bit more. That's it. We just want more, leaving us with a cliffhanger here. Literally. The other thing that I was thinking about um, really quickly before we move on to some other MLS and Brendan Aronson things to wrap up the show, which is my, <laughs> Tyler's going to laugh at me when I say that, because I always say that and then I'll be like, 25 more minutes of talking, <laughs> but we are going to wrap up soon. So... I hate to even throw this question out there because it is going to open up a can of worms, but I just want to, this is just food for thought. Okay. We've seen other teams in Philly alone. Let's forget the MLS make a major free agency signing, a trade that drastically changed their team for the Mm -hmm. Phillies. I'm not even going to bring up Bryce Harper because even though that's the best, the best that we've seen in Philly for sure. Um, for any sport free agency, Trey Turner, you had the Eagles make a major move to be able to bring in A.J. Brown. Right. Uh, not too long ago, the Flyers brought in someone like Owen Tippett. Then the Sixers this year alone, Kelly Oubre and Robert Covington. When will the union make that type of a move? Like, what is that roster? I mean, Ua, I guess, was and Carranza were supposed to be that when they were brought in. But when will we truly, truly, truly see that type of a move for the union of they don't have to spend a ton of money spending money, but it also pans out where we're getting actual consistent production. Marco Fabian didn't do it for you. No. I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> that was, that was legitimate. Well, I guess, uh, Rosin bull, I guess was another one, but those are like the two instances where the union tried to spend money and like that got us all excited. And when was that JP? Uh, well, Rosin bull, obviously that was a disaster, but Marco's Marco Fabian has a very no, no. interesting legacy. The year. Oh, the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yes. Like what? The 2015 and Exactly. It's 2024. It's I mean, now, not back then, because those were moves that were attempts and the legacy was, was what it was. Mm-hmm. But in, in the last like two, three years, no, it's Ua, it's Carranza, but... 
We're still I would like, uh, I would like, you know, to go back. I, I know this name. I, I, I don't want to get into the can of worms with this <laughs> name, but like, I look back at like night, like I know Todd's like this back to like 1980, and like when the <laughs> Phillies picked up Pete Rose, and we saw how Pete Rose took the Phillies to the next level. I want to find like that type of player where he's already grew good, and it takes the, the union to that next Thank level because they're right there. That's it. Or TL, CL worked better. <laughs> That's literally it. Like what we have seen in the history of Philly sports, one or two major moves that put teams in a championship category. Mm -hmm. The union have already been in the championship category. Mm -hmm. They're just really missing that piece. Now I hate to be a a hypocrite and contradict everything I said about the excitement of the culture change with the youth, but it just had me thinking with the signing when what are the union waiting for? And I'm not going to do, I'm not going to quote scary movie again or the Incredibles, but what are you waiting? When is it going to happen that we're going to get that Trey Turner deal, that, you know, Owen Tippett trade, whatever, something, trade, free agency, find him on the sidewalk, some sort of a signing, find him shopping for groceries, and he drops an apple and juggles it back into his hands. Like, I don't care where you find them. <laughs> just like just like an example. Find them. But the thing is, Renee, like, I generally don't think it would take a lot to get Philadelphia excited for the union. Like, no. even like just an example, like even if you brought in like Andres Guardado, who like a lot of soccer fans know who Andres Guardado is. Like if you brought that, even like the, the people who don't know soccer, if the soccer people explain that to them, I think they would get excited. Be like, oh, Andres Guardado, like and a player like along the lines. Shake the city up. But it, it really would. And like, I know like winning has really helped with tickets. Like we've been selling out Subaru Park the past couple of years because we've been really good. But imagine you bring in a player here. And, and that's like the thing too, like bringing in a bigger player, not only is going to help you win. But you're so worried about making money. It, it, it just makes sense in every single term. I mean, what, you're going to have to pay a little bit more on the payroll? I mean, come on. In, in the long run, it helps. It's helps an with investment. tickets. Helps with, with merchandise. Um, it just helps with the overall look, not only in the city, but in the world. Like, this, this is soccer. It's a worldwide sport. So I know. I yeah. hear you on that. I know Julian saying in the chat, Sugarman is the opposite spectrum of, you know, the, the middle, John Middletons and Lori and, and everybody else in the city. Um, and that assigning, you know, would be a shock if that happened. I agree with you. And, and that's why I'm like, realistically, I know we won't. We won't get that. We won't get to see that. But also, forget even the trying to keep up with the MLS. The city has fully embodied being underdogs, but having those one or two, those one or two main pieces, main signings, main names that are household names. And I'm, I'm going to take this can of worms one more little baby step. Who is even the face of the union? Andre Blake. It's a goalkeeper. It was Ali Bedoya. It's a goalkeeper, and it's a player that you're not even bringing, possibly not bringing back this season. Yeah. And Ali Bedoya. Like, you don't have a face because you won't pay to bring in the face of the team, which it, means, as you mentioned, JP, mm-hmm. ticket sales, jerseys. If you're, if you're buying your family a union jersey, who are you buying it of? You don't know. Whereas you can ultimately say and definitively say, I want a Bryce Harper jersey. I want a Joel Embiid jersey. I want, you know, Travis Connecting jersey. I, you know, you don't have that. I want a Jalen Hurts jersey or Jason, Jason Kelsey. There could even be tears to it. It could be the most talented. It could be the most likable. We've got the most likable. Ali was that. You've got the, that like unsung dog. Okay, that's Andre Blake. Who is the most talented, the guy that kids at, when they're watching the union want to be like, or when fans are buying jerseys, they want to buy that jersey for. So that's on my soapbox. I'm, you know, I'm going to just leave that right there. I'm just going to be right there. 
I hear you. I mean, you're not we're not wrong at all. And like this is something that the, the majority of the fan bases can continue pleading from this team. But bring in I, the guy. And the reality is, is unfortunately, Jay, the, the, he's continuous to see winning on the pitch. He continues to see his bank account increase. And it's just like for him, it's just like, well, why would I change anything? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I got but best of both worlds. I'm winning, and, and I'm winning with my, with my finances as well. Yep. And Jay, listen, he's smart. He knew right off the jump that this was going to be, like when he signed on as an MLS owner, he knew that this was going to be a profitable yep. league. And every year, it's at the beginning. They, I know everyone thinks like they make a bunch of money. Like they don't make a lot of money. In the beginning, they, he wasn't really making profits. Right. But I find it extremely hard to believe in 2024, with all the sales that we've had, with the amount of tickets that we sold, League's Cup wins, all these con- these tournament wins that we've had, that he's not making money right now. And so, Jay, you have a whole entire, you have one of the craziest sports cities with one of the craziest sports fan cultures out there. Mm-hmm. You signed up for this, my man, so you decide what you want to do. But the, the fans have made their voices heard. Mm-hmm. And as you guys are talking about in the chat, uh, just a couple of days after his birthday, Joaquin Torres is not even on the Champions Cup roster that was submitted. Yeah, we got that um, here. He celebrates a birthday and also, oh, yeah, Happy you birthday. get some more time at home. <laughs> You're not going to be playing. But, yeah, it's just, it's wild. It's wild, wild to think about. I know Dan, Jose, Jillian, everybody that's here, nice to have you guys here. For those listening on podcast platforms or listening to the show back, we're all in agreement. We're all on the same page with the frustration of, you know, still waiting for that. Uh, but as we wrap up, because we are nearing or we have reached, I should say, our hour, there are some other news that uh, have broken out. And, you know, I'm not going to read through all of them. I'm not going to read through all of them, guys. But LAFC, LA Galaxy, mm-hmm. um, Colorado Rapids, Vancouver, Inter Miami, you know, as the English transfer window is, is a closing, mm-hmm. um, we are still seeing moves. We are still seeing moves. Um, moves on moves. Moves that are happening with bringing in players from outside the MLS that are scoring goals. As I'm looking at the different names that I have written down here that are going to come in and be the DP, 26 years old for LAFC's assigning of Edward Atuesta. Um, 23 for Bulgaria, uh, CF Montreal, even signed Bulgarian midfielder Yankov, 23 years old. Colorado Rapids actually loaned a player, but still making a move. It's just, you know, it's just a common thing that we're seeing, guys. We're just getting plenty of moves that are happening, extensions, signings. Um, yeah, the big 27-year-old one. center back, Tristan Blackman for Vancouver, was signed to an extension. Okay, we're keeping a 27-year-old. Okay, okay, that's all. I'm done. No, the big one, though, <laughs> Renee, only because this club has been compared to us a lot over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. FC Dallas, notoriously have had one of the best youth academies along with the Philadelphia Union. Renee, they dished money. They signed P- Peter Musa from Benfica in Portugal, which is one of the best. Uh, they probably have the best development team over there in Portugal. Um, they they signed him for t- uh, ten million dollar fee plus three million on add-ons. It's it's a record deal mm-hmm. for FC Dallas. And yeah, I mean when you're the Union and you've been compared to FC Dallas and Dallas is splashing money on a Croatian player. Who I mean, I'll be honest, I'll say now, I, I just based off of his background, I expect him to m- make a huge splash coming into this league. 
it, it kind of it does it does sting a little bit. It does because I'm I'm watching all the time as the MLS and MLS transfers and MLS rumors and all the different accounts are posting these updates of other teams, and it's kind of like you're the last one picked for kickball. You know, you're like, what about when is it my turn? What about me? Pick me, pick me. Um, and this everybody is the you else could do too. Like the you like what yes. is why can't the union do this? Isn't a household name? No, and it's not an expensive deal. No. And he, he, he comes from a set place where they have developed good players. And I, 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 I just don't know. But, like, this one definitely stings because you sit there and you say, Union, Jay, Ernst, we can do that as well. Mm-hmm. And we're not. And that's the thing. The deals that I saw, it's it's on loan, three-year deal, four-year deal, five-year deal. Wow. Say that five <laughs> times fast. Three-year deal, four-year deal, five-year deal. There you go. Um, that it's, that's happening, that's allowing them to secure players that will be able, as you mentioned, at least get the team, uh, get into the team and make a difference, make an impact, whatever that may look like. So, yeah, it's just we can be as optimistic as we want, but at the end of the day, ultimately, we all know the proof is in the pudding. It's in the pudding. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for us here on PHOI Union Podcast. We will continue monitoring all the updates that are happening, rosters, changes, news updates, um, losses as we get into more preseason games. Mm -hmm. Inter-Miami lost. (laughs) Um, Just kidding. But (laughs) See the guy doing the celebration and scoring the goal? Yes. Yeah. Well, four four to three is, first of all, hey, they're scoring goals. They and haven't won since September of 2023. I like that. <laughs> wow. That's a long time, but it's it's not what you think That was it. last year. I know. They haven't <laughs> won since last year. My gosh. What's going to happen? The soccer is going to blow up. Um, but listen, much more to come here on PHOI Union Podcast. Uh, we will continue deep diving our thoughts as well as revealing our teams. And uh, as we near the closer and get closer and closer to the start of the season, Starting to give up some more predictions and thoughts yeah. of heading into 2024 officially. So be sure to subscribe, follow, and stay tuned. We'll be back 3.30 on Thursday live with more on PHY Union Podcast. For Tyler, JP, myself, Renee, have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we'll see you guys next time. Doop. Y'all silly like the mayor.